young grub. There was a young lady from Bude who went for a swim in a lake. A man in a punt. Okay. <laughs> a bit askew, should we say. I feel a bit askew as well, I have to yeah. say. It's all right. You're both allowed to feel a bit askew at 7am, okay? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, and I admitted uh, to Neil just now that I nearly came in my robe <laughs> this morning. <laughs> So that's yeah. my spandex. As opposed and to your Hugh spanks. Robe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look him in your yeah. spanks. And well, we have them both on us, tape as well. We have both admissions on tape as well. <laughs> oh, so, shit. Uh, <laughs> you were recording already. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, okay, yeah, let's do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Ferguson Harrington Hawks. I'm Ferguson. I'm Harrington. <laughs> and I'm Hawks. Were you worried there, Neil? Were you worried? You were just doing this little little pause there, you know. Um, is it, was it just for pause for effect? Uh, <laughs> you I'm look surprised. Harrington. You look, you actually look surprised by your own name, Ches. That's what I thought. <laughs> really? I'm always surprised by myself. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I'm up at seven a.m. Uh, I am. Big props to the pair of you. It's seven a.m. in your land, isn't it? Oh my yeah. god! It is. It's it's just bloody early. I'm surprised by the name Hawks for you, I have to say, because Hawks is kind of, you know... Oh, okay, so Hawkses are adorable, right? Like Hawks, Hawks, right? Yeah. Bird Hawks. But they're <laughs> yeah. scary, fighty things. They're, like my, they're vicious my chickens, things. Yeah, my chickens are oh, I'm forever. Oh, scared of Hawks. Well, but they like me, so... They do like you, but well, so that's a... Have you ever found that having the name of a predator has been oh. problematic for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's not something I've ever thought about. Isn't yeah, it you have a name of a prey. Yeah, but I'm a, yeah, I'm a bird of prey, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. top of the tree, I guess, you know. Well, I strong. guess that basically you destroy people with your adorability, Chasing. Ah, there it is. <laughs> Maybe yeah. because I'm a predator uh, by name, I, I've, I've made up for it for, for in other ways. <laughs> for being fluffy. <laughs> Right, I need to tell you about my weekend's research in oh. preparation for today's show. Oh, is it so, about predators? Hey, sounds interesting. Predators? No, it's not predatory at all. It's just relevant because you, okay. you know me. I take my work seriously. You oh, know, it's not just thrown very together. Very seriously. Right. Very seriously. It's carefully crafted. <laughs> so I was thinking about today's guest and I went out and researched at the weekend. The closest I could get was I went to a transvestite nightclub on Sunday night. <laughs> Man, did yeah. you dress up, Neil? Uh, no, no, we didn't dress no up. No spandex. But uh, yeah, quite randomly, we ended up at a transvestite nightclub in the arse end in Hertfordshire at three o'clock in the morning, dancing <laughs> with Sally Switchboard and Greta Grip, who I, I have love to it. say, Aww. and Greta Grip was fabulous. She wow. Really was. Yeah. Wow, you've really committed, gone for right? it. And I should be. Yeah, this is yeah. committed. That is cool. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm qualified too. Are you? Yeah, because <laughs> the first house that we bought in LA, remember this, Chez? Well, yeah, I don't know if you know because... Of course, I know it. this story well. I know right? what's coming. Yes, So the yes. first house we bought in LA, the former owners were um, the owners of the most popular um, transvestite uh, drag queen... Um, nightclub in, <laughs> uh, called the Queen Mary. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> God, you can tell it's seven o'clock this morning. I was like, what, <laughs> what do you call? <laughs> I know, I'm a bit yeah. brain fogged as well, yeah. Lynn, I have to say. <laughs> right, you, in, in the house, right? 
had these weird areas, like in one of the bathrooms, we used to call this bathroom the Liberace because it was all gold, right? Because <laughs> oh, when we got it, it wasn't very pretty. It had been run down. In fact, it had been a sober living house for a while. So we found crack pipes up the chimney and everything. Yeah. But before, <laughs> in its glory days, it still had its gold bathroom, like its golden sink or kind of uh, more quality street wrapper sink. And, and it had a, a matching uh, shower door, right? over the shower area, but it also had a, a an adjoining door that was round the toilet, right. right? So there was a glass door around the toilet. So that was either for someone's viewing pleasure yeah. or because the people there were very, very splashy. Right? And then <laughs> upstairs we had a stage. And then at one point we were just out in the backyard, well, the front yard, and this man came round and he had been, he'd lived next to the house when the people who owned the Queen Mary lived yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and when he was a kid and he said they used to be painted pink and they had a lot of Roman statues and they would have naked pool parties in the backyard and they had a little white <laughs> poodle that used to jump off the diving board into the oh, pool. Right? Oh, wow. fabulous. That is, that is so fabulous. fabulous. Wasn't there a, a pole as well in that room? There, well, there was a stage upstairs for sure. Yeah. And, and uh, like it was positioned in a way that there would have been a pool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the things about LA wow. because in the UK, because of the way that they build houses, you'll get a, house, a lot of houses that are the same shape, right? In London, the terraced yeah. houses are roughly the same shape. In LA, no, they just, uh, they laugh in the face of planning permission. <laughs> and so basically every house that you go in is a different yeah. shape, right, Jess? Very different. <laughs> So tell exactly. us about your research. <laughs> Did you do more research or was it dancing? No, I... <laughs> dancing uh, no. research? So today's guest's quote, I think this inspirational quote is effectively a battle cry. To me, oh. that's what I think it, it stands for. Um, a, a battle cry, we all know, is a, a, a phrase shouted by soldiers going into battle to express solidarity and to intimidate the enemy. Um, now... This was quite interesting, I thought. Battle cries are not necessarily articulate. Well, we all know that because we hear the blah and the blah, although they often aim to invoke patriotic or religious sentiment. But where does the battle cry originate and how has all that come about? So this is where I think it gets interesting. So across mammal species, males will frequently engage in posturing that includes roaring, snorting or screeching. But today's quote and battle cry isn't from a male. And that's oh. exactly the point. Mm. So it's not going to be a roar then. No. If it's a male, they're a roar. No, 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 no. It's not a roar. Today's <laughs> guest has struggled all their life with who they are oh. and actually identifies as non-binary. So we have a showbiz quote from today's guest. Mm. And I thought, as you two are in showbiz, if I <laughs> act it out, you might mm. be able to okay. guess okay. it. Wow, this is fun. Okay. No, right? This is the game we're going to play today. This is this is where the research ended up. Okay. Chesney, Chesney, can I ask you, is this really happening or am I just tired? <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm still dreaming. Yeah, yeah me too, right? Is it because it's really early in the morning? Did you just say he was going it's to act something out? Yeah, I said I'm in a bit of a brain fog, but yeah, yeah. this is... Yeah, uh, this right? is yeah. Let's, so, let's, let's play it out, Lynn, and see play what Play it out. <laughs> Today's quote, okay? Three statements. Here is the first... First one, okay. Here is the first statement. Okay, so listeners, just so that you know, Neil is pouring a shot of gin or tequila or whatever it is, and he's drunk it. And he's drunk yeah. it. So that's the first. 
<laughs> you can hear how manly uh, you listen. <laughs> you've hit, you've hit, that is the first part of the quote. Poor, you were right with poor, pouring myself. Poor, okay, poor. The second part of the uh, quote. Okay, listeners, uh, uh, Neil is now applying lipstick by, by the... <laughs> yeah? I'm a little is, more frightened. Uh, where is Disney, is this a bad dream? Are we in, like, I, I just, I'm definitely in a surreal <laughs> moment. So what have I done? You look beautiful, I've, love. What have I done? You frightened me, you frightened me. You've got yourself me. ready. You, you, you've, you've had, a, exactly. you've had a, a stiff drink and you put on your war, war paint and you're exactly. ready to go out. Okay, so what's happening? So this quote was by Elizabeth Taylor, okay, this quote oh. was, that's oh. where it stems Is from. it something like drink a stiff gin and put on lipstick or something? The, the, or is that the, what well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pour so, yourself a drink, put on some lipstick and pull yourself together. I didn't get to the end of pulling myself together. Well, I'm glad you didn't pull yourself together because like, <laughs> Jess and I were already struggling. <laughs> I am liking this uh, Neil 3.0, the new yeah, version. This is right? more like Neil 4.0, yeah. isn't it? Right, yeah. You know, I never thought I'd see him putting on lipstick, to be I honest with you. I just want to put Tanja <laughs> with your heads at 7am, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote, the inspirational quote from today's guest, yeah. that's it. Pour yourself a drink, put on some lipstick and pull yourself together. And that is apparently a quote from Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. So that was the uh, that was the link. That's why I went down the battle cry route. What do mm. you think, guys? I think there is a thing with that though. Too like the, the, what comes to mind is early morning. It's not the cheeriest story, but I, I think I do like that up and get on with it thing. I have a kind of mm. weirdy story, which is that. At one one time I was doing, I was playing the dame in a, a pantomime. Oh, no, I wasn't. Oh, yes, it was. <laughs> and um, it's behind me, though. It's in my past. Yeah. It's behind me. <clears throat> and at the time, my mum was really, really ill. And it didn't look like she was going to make it through Christmas. And um, I didn't, there wasn't any replacement. There wasn't a, a replacement for me. And um, so if I hadn't done it, then the show would go down until they could find someone. Mm. And uh, it was my dad Because I was going, I don't want to do that I don't want to go up there and do it My dad went, it's everybody's Christmas I said, you can't do that, it's everybody's Christmas And what are you going to do anyway? Mm. And it was one mm. of the best things actually Because I couldn't do anything And like, uh, but like it was this weird um, combination of things Where I was dressed and dressed as uh, Was it Granny Green or something like that? <laughs> and it, I can't even remember what the, the thing was It was Babes in the Wood at the Tron anyway And I had all magic rings and singing bees And all manner of stuff um, But So like during the day Like the pantomimes during the day and at night I was like all padded up with big face and lipstick And then as soon as the show went down I would call my dad and say How's mum as she made it mm. through mm. the next hour Oh wow Lynn That's tough Well do you know but there But the I think the the reason I bring it up though, is because yeah it is tough technically on paper I guess but I, I wonder. The tough part of it is that it's a horrible situation to be in, right? Mm. And the if you the if a parent is a very beloved parent, uh, appears to be dying, um, that's a horrible thing. But then the the thing after that is what's your choice? Yeah, mm. you know, if I decided not to do the pantomime and just sat around going, "Oh, look, I'm having a terrible time," what what difference would it have made? It wouldn't have changed the thing that really was hurting. 
So I, mm. I, I, I get it. I do think about that. I think that's kind of... And it's beautiful of your dad to say that. Can I just, can I just say, when you, when you first said that there was no one to replace me, and then you said, and it was my dad, I thought you were going to say he replaced <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, my dad would have loved yeah. that. My dad got up and did it. Wow. Had to mind that's right. good for my showbiz <laughs> family. He would have been brilliant. He'd be a great day. <laughs> brilliant. There you go. Seven o'clock in the morning, but I, I don't know about pouring myself a stiff drink and putting on lipstick, because <laughs> generally, if I'm in a situation where I pour myself a stiff drink, the lipstick is going to be like pantomime afterwards, yeah. right? It'll be, it'll be lipstick, but not necessarily where you'd put lipstick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can I ask a question, Neil? Are you feeling yes. that shot? Um, it's quite nice, actually. Oh, I'm going right. to go again. for another one. He's going to go for another one. <laughs> This is going to be a hell of a show, Lynn. Yeah. I know, because the two of us are drunk, tired, and Neil uh, totally. is just drunk. Uh, and he's I'm just, just drunk. hair of the dog. I'm just, just hair of the dog from Sunday night. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it feels so oh, good. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Do you think there's something to be said for like that with that quote where it's hiding behind something uh, or kind of like pushing something down before you uh, go and face people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the sentiment behind it, I think, is probably just like, you know, fuck everyone. I'm and fuck anything that's happening in my life right now, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna have a drink. I'm gonna put some makeup on, and I'm gonna go and be fabulous, and that's that. And I'm gonna forget about things for a while. I just wonder if it's more, uh, you know, pushing things down a little bit, but yeah. and and you know, knowing that you're gonna have to face it eventually. Well, you must have done that though, Chesney. Of course. Right? Like because mm. um, the amount of abuse that you took as a twenty-year-old or whatever, mm. of like, and, and actually 19, you still really. get yeah, but the um, well at nineteen there was a great deal of love, right? And then what comes after sure. the love is the, right. like, you know, yeah. he's ridiculous or he's a blah, blah, blah. I even yeah. watched you at a party. <laughs> you did? Ours, you know, well, I remember at our party, we, had a, we have this party, was it a Boxing Day party or something? Oh, I see. Yeah, the karaoke right, right. party. Yeah. And um, this guy from down the street, God, he was like a neighbour. He's the neighbour that you wish you didn't invite to parties. <laughs> And he was, he just would not leave you alone. Like, he yeah. would not leave you alone. He was like being all assy and, you yeah. know, doing one and only jokes and everything. He thought yeah. that being mean was going to kind of endear him to me for some reason, didn't yeah. he? <laughs> you know, yeah. off colour jokes and just kind of like, oh, I bet you love that one and only, what, you know, all that stuff. That's alcohol at a party logic, isn't it? Yeah, it probably yeah. was a bit of that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he might have done the pushing it down and putting on, but he didn't put the lipstick on. But yeah. I watched you with the skill of like a master where you just would like tolerate it and then you go off and have a really sweet conversation with someone else. Like, for someone who wasn't practised in dealing with that sort of behaviour, they'd have lost their shit, thrown a rammy and left. Whereas you yeah. were just like... Yeah. Just another <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your kids as well. Your kids did it. They were just like, yeah, and then go yeah. on with it. So Dad's I think you've done it. Abuse yeah, again. Da yeah. yeah, Dad's getting shit again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess I've just learned it over the years, you know, to deal yeah. with that kind of... But for it's showbiz, it, it, it's a great saying for showbiz, isn't it? Because I think when we oh, do yeah. our Edinburgh run, I'm going to adopt mm. that. Uh, what you're <laughs> Are you going to put lipstick me. on every show? Basically, yeah. it, right on, on stage right, okay, I'll be standing there to go on and you just give me a shot of this. 
let me borrow some lipstick and I'll pull myself <laughs> together and we'll be off. Yeah. And that'll be the and show. This might, this might be the first podcast we do where Neil's a bit tipsy. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Jeez. I think maybe yeah, we're, we're going in for a good. Do it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Let's do it. God. Our and, poor and guest. We'll, and we will see our guest on the other side of this break, all right? We'll see okay. you Okay. Bring it on. Bring it on. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, not yet, baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to give you your intro, Ginny, and then we can crack Fabulous. on. Fabulous. Right? <clears throat> Are we ready, team? Everybody have a drink. Are we ready to go? Got my yeah, you should. <laughs> what? What, Chez? What? I was just saying, are you sure you don't want another shot before you <laughs> Do you have another shot? Neil, Neil is drinking Neil, vanilla for vodka. some reason, for, well, there is a reason, which we'll, we'll explain in a minute, but Neil is drinking today. Good. Get a drink, Daniel. I've girl. been inspired by your quote, love. All right, stand by. Good, you ready? good. Here we go. <clears throat> right, so today's guest is currently travelling around the UK, starring in RuPaul's Drag Race, the official tour. One definition of their style is 90s daytime TV presenter on acid, officially the hairiest woman in showbiz, and recently <laughs> appeared with Arches on Celebrity Coach Trip. We fancy a slice, so please join us in welcoming improvisational comedian Ginny Lemon on our podcast. Yay! Hiya, Babs! Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Oh. Uh, I haven't had you yet, but I'm planning on <laughs> Oh, you flirt. Thanks for joining us, Jen. It's so good to see you. Oh, it's so good to see you. It's been, it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? Since it has. Well, there. you know, last time we saw each other was in Portugal. Oh, and, and I'll never forget it. How romantic. Oh, it was the most sensual holiday I've ever had. <laughs> Just me, you and Nancy Delolio. Oh, well, someone had to hold the camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I might love you, Jenny Lane. We've not talked about that, have we? No. I saw it. Oh, you did? Yeah, I watched it, yeah. You were the one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Come on, there was at least three. Come on, no, we, we had. I think we three. had some good viewing figures there, didn't we? I mean, to be quite frank with you, I I was on it, but very briefly. And oh, you know, Ginny and sister sister uh, were on it like for two weeks, weren't you? Was it, oh was yeah, three weeks. We were pretty much on it the whole time. It was it was so funny because. Um, I was just like, oh, let's just go. You know, I didn't really care what happened. Just go and have a nice time. And then um, and then I realised that we were there, we ended up staying there the whole time. And I thought, um, I shouldn't really say this, but I thought, well, the more I stay here, the more my day rate goes down. So really, <laughs> <laughs> who's winning? Um, yeah, but I had right. such a fabulous time. <laughs> and, and I met so many, and the people were just so great. And honestly... Yeah. It was it was probably one of the best things I've ever worked on. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was Aww. really fun. I, I was only there for, for was three days, really, Jen, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do we love our Brendan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I must be. See, because I'm over here, I didn't see it. Uh, over here, as in over in the US, I didn't see it. So can you explain for our listener, who may be American, <laughs> right? <laughs> What's the oh, okay. coach trip? Easy, is. easy peasy. Right. So we all got on a coach and we travelled around Portugal and we get to do, it's usually two activities a day. Mm. And then at the end of the day, we have to vote off the pair that we kind of least got on with that day. To, which then we had to do the vote in front of them and explain our reasons why. Oh, that why. is so cool. 
Oh, the drama, <laughs> the drama, <laughs> the dramatics, the tears. Crying. I'm not watching. I'm like, I'm going to try and find that, right? So, yeah. so you voted them off. Sorry, I interrupted with my over exuberance. Yeah. So you basically vote, and then, um, and then you either get a yellow card, which yeah. means that if you get another a yellow card, that you get a red, then you have to go, or you get an instant red card, and then you have to go. So, luckily, a sister and I um, only got a yellow card right at the beginning. So, who won? Can I ask her? Would that be? Are you allowed to see? Yes, well, because it's already been and been and oh. gone. So, so the birds won. The birds of a feather, girls. Uh, Linda oh, right. and, and Linda Les- and Paul. Po- no, Pauline. No, Paul Lin- Le- Linda Robson and Leslie Joseph. All oh, right. Or yeah. was that tactical voting that they won, Jenny? You can tell me. Oh, uh, I don't think so. Really, I mean, really, they were just the kind of the most game, the most yeah. fun. The most, say the most gay people. <laughs> oh no! I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> no, that was Paul Denham. That was definitely that was Paul Denham. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right, I'm stripping off now, Jim. Why? Well, yes. Well, it's all this gay chat. Yes. <laughs> um, so no, they they were brilliant, and I mean, they were such such good fun every single day. So they never complained. They never. You know, they took their tumbles and they just got up and kept going, which is amazing. Oh, so they they were they did every um, every single thing, didn't they? Because there was every day there was like activities that they put on yeah. for everyone, and and I, one of the the uh, activities was a a water slide park, and Linda Robson actually fell out <laughs> of this huge, there was this massive, like, huge thing where it dropped into, uh, and it was in a boat. How and, could you fall and, out of Linda that? fell How out. How that work? Oh, it was so funny. Honestly, I could not stop laughing. Oh, she, could so have, funny. she could have dislocated her arm and I was still laughing, you know. I didn't know yeah. until the end that she and was Bre- all right, but she was absolutely fine. She was laughing, you know. But Brendan at the end was like, I can't believe I nearly killed a national treasure on live TV. <laughs> I'm so glad it's you, Jenny, because you bring life to this. You've got me and Chesney, who are literally exhausted, and Neil, who's drunk on vanilla vodka. So I hope you you can carry this podcast, because no pressure. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I could do it, baby. Always a professional. What's the play? What's the part? I'll do it. (laughs) <laughs> the reason, of course, that it, that I'm like this is it's it's put all paying homage to your quote, Ginny, of course, which was... Yes, hang on, yes. Hang on, hey, look, yeah. Oh, God, he's off it again. Look Pour at this. yourself a drink. <laughs> Be careful there, Neil. <laughs> I'm worried about you. <laughs> Another quote. Put on Another some lipstick. Shot. Hold on. <laughs> oh, my God. Go. <laughs> How's that taste? Put yourself uh, together. You see, just... There we go. You pull see? yourself together. There, there we go. you go. So we've set you up, Ginny. Oh, Shall I, I read it out? You read yes, it out. Please, yeah. Over to you, Ginny, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, pour yourself a drink, put on some lipstick and pull yourself together. Oh, <sighs> see, I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's gorgeous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Chesney and I were talking about um, quotes and it was Chesney that, that said, how about this quote? And I said, yes, of course, because my memory is dreadful. And um, when I hear a good quote, I go, was it me? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I think, oh, well. But this one, I think, it, and I've definitely heard it before and it has stuck with me. Um, it's the idea of, you know, it's kind of that the show must go on. Everything must carry on. Yeah. You've got to just pull yourself together. Um, put some yeah. put some lipstick on, have a drink or whatever it takes. You know, it doesn't actually literally have to be lipstick and, and booze, whatever it is. Now you tell Neil. The day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Come> on. <laughs> it's too late, darling. It's too late. <laughs> I do things properly, OK? There's no room for ambiguity when you give me instructions like that. So that's what I've done. <laughs> well, it works on a practical level. It works on all levels. That's Good. why it's such, it's 
the best quote. I love it. And yes, I guess you're right. It doesn't necessarily have to mean booze and lipstick and makeup. It's just kind of pulling yourself together. And Lynn and I were talking about the quote um, before you came on air, and she was she was kind of likening it, likening it to some of my life, like you know having to deal with um, you know certain people, and um, and you just kind of like brush it off. And uh, you know, get on with it, don't you? And I, I think that's, uh, I think it's, you know, a lot of people could probably relate to it. Oh, absolutely! I think it's interesting that you say that because you know, I, I've kind of just been in this this very bizarre show business world for just a couple of years now. And after coming out of this through reality TV, I realised that the that this sort of showbiz industry is so full of absolute devils and absolute. Mm. That are just out to kind of look after themselves and to make as much money off your back as possible. Yeah. It is filled with creative, wonderful, gorgeous people as well. But however, this industry is riddled with all of these people who are there to kind of pull you down. And and it's kind of one of these. It's one of these things, Chess. I don't know whether you have it, but it's. Um, I find it fascinating that when you have this kind of hardship happen to you, you can't say anything about it because if you go onto no. Twitter to slag yeah. somebody off or. Or even you, yeah, if you're yeah. under contract. And you seem like a moaner. Ah, exactly. I mean, then if I say anything bad, I'm just a bitter lemon. So, I mean, I've set myself up. <laughs> <anyway>. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's impossible, really. And that's kind of the idea when you have these people. And also, you know, it's, it's all well to go online and rant and rave or go to your friends and use whatever public platform you have. But is that helping you? Is that, is that kind of cherishing yourself in yeah. any way? Have you ever got yourself in trouble that way, Jim? Saying oh. something on social media? <laughs> I can imagine yes. you probably have. <laughs> yes, all the time. You know, I, uh, like you said, I was part of um, Drag Race. So I was on Drag Race uh, UK, RuPaul's Drag Race UK, season two. I can't, mm-hmm. The full title's ingrained in my head. Um, <laughs> and obviously it was a kind of, it's a reality TV show and you go on and you compete in these. And I, and I always have always been very open and honest about working and how and where I've come from. You know, I've very much come from a council house Mm. and I've worked my way up. You know, it's very much worked in whatever job I could and then going on to do something that I love. So I always like to talk about my experiences and hopefully that will help other people, you know. So after I'd Mm. been on Drag Race, I had some things to say that weren't entirely positive and I think that the production team or, or whatever took this as if me saying that I was, you know, going online and, and absolutely slagging ripping everything down and, and slagging off, which right. I wasn't. I was just talking about my experience. However, they, I always find that when you're a part of something like that, they only really want to hear your positive experiences. Mm. And if not, you've got the big bosses looking at your contract being like this. Yeah. But I haven't said anything, you know, particularly controversial or particularly bad but what I have done is kind of spoke my truth and spoke honestly about my experiences so it can come back to to bite you in the bum and that's when you've got to be like oh well okay maybe I (laughs) maybe I won't be on track race again but you know I could pour myself a drink pop a lipstick on and pull myself together you know yourself you you can you know you can stand up and say I was honest and I'm and I spoke truthfully uh and yeah. you know there's you have your integrity yeah, there absolutely you know so i mean that's that's but you how do I have see so it. much integrity jenny because yeah. that's the whole thing because you walked off drag race didn't you <laughs> i did yes did did. You? Uh, the the only ever one to walk off oh, really you're the one and only are you 
<laughs> yes, that's me. Is the that one and only. I guess I am the one and only one to walk up. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I yeah, I basically uh, towards the end of the competition. For those who haven't seen it, it's basically um, finding their best drag queen in the UK or what RuPaul's thinks is best. Um, yeah, yeah. So... Right. <laughs> That's my <laughs> <Goliath> <laughs> problem. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and at the end of each episode, the bottom contestants basically have to uh, um, lip-sync for your life, so they have to compete. And in this particular episode, I always go with my kind of gut and my spirituality and what, and what, my, and what all of that is, is saying to me. And in that particular moment, it, I was lip syncing against a friend to actually one of my favourite songs, a song that is very dear and close to my heart, which they didn't know about. Obviously, it's a very personal thing. Mm. So I suddenly had this thing, and with all the other things going on, you know, stuff that the contract permits me from talking about, all of this other stuff, I thought, you know what? I think I'm just going to go home. <laughs> I think... I was like, a, lock, a lockdown was happening, you know, all mm. of this was going on in the air. The, is, when I left, the, the production shut down. So I'm not saying that I cursed the production of the <laughs> coronavirus happened, but, you know, I think because my, exactly, my spirituality told me to leave at the right time. And, and for me, I just had to do it. So by walking off was kind of goes against all the rules that Drag Race has ever set in place. And, and I broke them. <laughs> so it caused a furore, I, I presume. It yes, probably yes, must it have did. done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But within the drag community. And you've had to explain yourself ever since. Oh, 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 <laughs> ever since, you know, because then you kind of, you get a barrage of, there's a huge press, press machine churning yeah. out and then that's it. And they have kind of one version of the story and what it is that they want to see you as. So the rest of the time, the past kind of year or so, probably um, until coach trip when I was able to be a bit more myself and just to kind of have fun and have a laugh, which is what I wanted to do the whole time. Yeah and be shown in that light, um, as opposed to edited in a way that wasn't correct and didn't happen. Yeah. So mm. it, it, was, it wasn't until then, but I was really fighting and to kind of get my side of the story out there. Now I'm at a point where I, I really don't give a shit. Mm. I think, well, it, it, if you, I interest you or not, then that's brilliant. Um, and if not, then have a good day and carry on. Find another icon for yourself to worship, you know? <laughs> another deity. <laughs> coming from uh, where you came from and being as flamboyant as you are and also like um, well just you're quite an individual I suspect that you've spent a lot of your life having to defend your actions or at least holding your ground like putting your lipstick on, taking a shot and moving forward, right? <laughs> oh I mean absolutely I don't, I don't want to be one of these sort of like yes it's been a battle, yes it's been a tough and yes it's been a fight it has been, but now I wear that as um, a badge of honour. You know, yes, it's a badge uh, that I kind of wear and is part of my armoury and my, again, my spirituality, which I can go out there and live the life that I live today to keep fighting and to keep kind of raising awareness about different things. I suppose what's changed is that I've become this kind of angry, selfish individual who was just kind of angry at the world but didn't understand. Now I'm starting to understand a bit more. And also right. I've connected through, you know, doing the work that I do, I've been able to connect through thousands and thousands of people. So I'm able to use my voice in a, in a better way. So I can mm. still be angry and still fight, but I can step back and think, what do I really need to fight for? What's mm. my battle? You know, because before it was kind of, you know, growing up in a, in a, in a council house in a very working class area, 
Um, everything was really rough. I came from a family that kind of had a bit of a name and a reputation from themselves in that, in that area. So I kind of, you know, I wasn't a kid to be messed with, but I was also the, because I was the flamboyant queer one, I was seen as, as the weak link. Um, I think over years I've been able to see that that queerness is actually probably the strongest link mm. that I've got. That's your strength, yeah. It's identity. Yeah. You know, within the podcast, Neil does the drinking in this one, the drinking <laughs> and the lipstick wearing, right? <laughs> Chesney is adorable and he does music, right? And my part of it is story. Ooh. I give you a little exercise where I'll ask you to tell me a story and while you're doing it, I'll write down notes and then I tell you what I hear in your story. Uh, it, is it a made-up story or no? A it's story? a real story. It's a real story, and it'll be very easy. I want you to tell me the story of your name. My right? name. The thing with story and the way that I work is that, and it's why I was like, let's do it now, because otherwise <laughs> I'll know too much. Is the way that I work with story is from the principle that nobody ever has or ever will see the world exactly as you do. Therefore, yeah. you're your own pot of gold, right? That's the yeah. whole thing. So understanding that you don't have to make up a story to be fascinating, that you're fascinating just by breathing and okay. speaking. Okay. Right, ready? So <clears throat> two minutes. I'll set my timer. Right? Oh, two minutes. Yeah, okay. Two minutes. For two minutes, yeah. Ready? And story of your name. Thank you. Go. Cool. Okay, so the story of my name really comes from when I was a lot younger, I used to perform under another name. And I got quite a reputation for drinking gin. And um, so much so that I actually got the nickname from local bars, Ginny, um, from drinking, a, you know, a large gin and tonic with a slice. Um, and it had to be a slice of lemon. So Ginny Lemon kind of gradually came together. This Ginny nickname had been there through my younger drinking days. And then when I was thinking about this other character to create, um, Lemon just kind of popped into my head and made sense. Uh, and I also had, for years, I was like, shall I have a catchphrase? Uh, shall I commit myself to a catchphrase? And of course, Ginny Lemon, fancy a slice, just fits <laughs> together. And um, when I first ever told my kind of loved ones and close ones, I said, listen, I've got this catchphrase, what do you think? And I said, fancy a slice? And they said, oh, It'll never catch on. <laughs> so um, I, I basically did it to prove them wrong. Um, so the name and the catchphrase kind of all come together and the creation of this character, which was a, a drug-taking, alcoholic, <laughs> failed character actress, kind of all came together. Um, some of it inspired, of course, by my <laughs> real life. Um, <laughs> but the separation of character in real life you know has definitely uh shown itself in the past couple of years so i believe that's the story of my name i mean i don't whether know that even fills up two minutes no you've got 20 seconds keep going 20 seconds later oh should i just do this <laughs> and my other name is virginia lime <laughs> is that no. <laughs> got I still got to... Oh, this, there you oh, go. this is exams. Oh, You're yeah, done. it's done. Well oh, done. the test is over. Well yeah. done. Yeah. That was brilliant. No, well done. Oh, no one's ever done that before. That That's a first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. That sounded yeah. like Neil 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the, our listener will be listening into that and going, God, Neil really has been drinking now. Yeah, really guzzling it down. <laughs> Another bottle gone, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so your name, right, in uh, narrative is um, how you see yourself. And you've re- redrawn yourself, the, the person you are now. Like, one, the fact that you really didn't want to go any further in your name than, than like, and my name's Ginny Lame and this is a story, is, uh, is a way of going, stay out. There's a life of mine that's not your business. And I don't really want to talk about it. And if you want to know who I am, this is who I am now. You've made a, <clears throat> a very distinct and definite decision to be a different person. I mean, I don't think you'd have to be like, you know, Einstein to know <laughs> that, right? <clears throat> but I, I suspect that you've been uh, looking for the person that you were meant to be for quite some time. You know, it's like that thing in my head, what I have inside your head is like you've been tuning the radio, like to try and find what the station is. You're like, no, not that station. No, that's no, no, that's not the right. Oh, that's the station. I'm staying on this station. I'll be on this station right now. Um, the the thing of not wanting to talk about anything else is, I am what I look like, not what I've been. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I think that makes utter sense to me. I think there was a bit of um, um kind of therapy mixed with a, a tarot card reading in there. Right? <laughs> with a... <laughs> Do you know what it is, though? That's the thing that's weird about it, though, is the stuff with narrative or, like, with story is it's all about structure, right? And and yeah. it's not, like, woo-woo or anything. It literally is, like, listening into how someone speaks. And um, you are flamboyant and magnificent and bright and funny, yeah, when I'm asking you to talk about yourself, you're like, zip. <laughs> so, like, you don't need to be Einstein to go, oh, I see, you don't really want to talk about yourself, you. You want to show me this lovely buffet that you've got. Oh, it's a good buffet. <laughs> Is it all you can eat? It's all you can eat, baby, if you can, if you can take it's it. It's a smorgasbord, love. <laughs> a smorgasbord, I like that. I think um, it's interesting you said about the, the, the changing the channel. I think mm. I like to... I think of myself somewhere, um, not so much the person who's changing the button, but some kind of the static in between of the radio channel. Mm-hmm. And that um, obviously there is a very personal side to me that's very protected and very kind of precious to myself. Yeah. Um, and that's a kind of form of self-love and keeping that part that's just for me. Um, and then the other part of that is, is, is being able to explore identity and what that means to me. So I'm able to kind of delve into different characters and I always say that Ginny as well is like a spiritual uh, possession it's not so necessarily Mm. a character it's like um, a a being that takes over me so that's quite different from the work that I've done before because Ginny is very close connected to me I suppose you're very right in the sense of Ginny being um, a public persona because this is how I kind of you know this is the how I channel kind of some of my personal and professional things, I channel a lot of that into Ginny. So that's why I like to think of myself just on that analogy is that instead of the person turning the knob, more kind of the static atmosphere that's going on in between because it can kind of come in and out. I suppose that I've got a direct channel to Ginny now where it used to be a bit 
crunchy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, so I you feel that. like she's changed in oh, a way. Oh, definitely, definitely. I think um, originally, I mean, it's a very sad story. And it, people always ask me, you know, why did you start doing drag? And in 2016, my sister passed away. Um, and it was a shock and completely out of the blue. And I needed a way to kind of escape real life. Mm. So I created the character in order to escape. And spiritualized. surrounded myself in yellow, which is the colour of healing and protection. Mm. Um, so it was a way of dealing with your grief, in a way. Yeah, it was a way of dealing. It was more of an art therapy for myself, So, which kind of got out of control. And I did things on television and on stage and then it kind of <laughs> and then it got, I was like, oh oh okay okay so now now I'm this person okay I'm fine fine so um right, when right. I was kind of dealing through all of that sort of stuff I didn't realize that I was kind of creating a a character and a job for myself somewhere in the world you know mm. and then when I did I was like brilliant so how can I put all that emotional baggage aside and create this character and have a fun time you know and I think the way I've done that is just working with the character and ever-changing and kind of um, changing, progressing, but also sticking to the kind of core uh, ethics of, of Ginny. So when that character takes hold and the spiritual possession takes hold, I know kind of where she's going to go and what, and what she's going to do. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it definitely does go a lot deeper than that. I, I love that you say you're, that you're the static in between because I'm like... <laughs> God, but your sound is so incredibly strong. Like, the, your identity yeah. is really yeah. clear. <laughs> Thanks. Between Ginny Lemon and the quote, which is put on your lipstick and take a stiff drink and just get on with it, is like really what Ginny represents, right? Oh, yeah. Because the thing that's in your sound is that you've had... Um, and I mean that's awful about your sister. I'm so sorry to hear. Yeah, so hey, but listen, listen. What is it now? It's 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 2022. So it's been six years. Six years. You know, I go. Yes, it may be sad that it's been six years since my sister's died, but it's also been six years since I got away with murder. So you know, it's not all bad. <laughs> <laughs> not been found out yet, love. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that the result that the Jenny Lemon, the character, has allowed you to order like placing in uh, a structure all the other things that have happened right one of the things that i think is really lovable about you um, or admirable maybe they're both together is that the choice that you make is the sound of you which is that that you've made the decision where you go this has been really bad um but i'm going to go this direction you mm. know and I wonder, actually, this is early morning, maybe I'm being a bit Mystic Meg, but I, I think that there was a lot of real hardship when you were younger and that actually your sister dying, it wasn't, nobody's ever prepared for, your, for their sibling dying, but I think in your life you'd seen a lot of really, really, really painful things and so you knew what direction to go in. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, and absolutely. I'm very open about, you know, I didn't have the, the, best, the best childhood um, but I definitely had a childhood in a sense yeah. of that. It was never taken away from me. Um, I suppose I, yeah, part of the character is being able to, uh, going back slightly to what you said, it is that Ginny did help me, you know, mm. and Ginny was my sort of, uh, therapy, my coping mechanism. It wasn't till I went through the, churned through the industry of show business that I was like, oh, this means something different now. And that's why I was able to kind of take on my own traumas and go, well, how can I help 
other people you know how can I help them and simply I can help them by just talking about my story so talking about my childhood trauma and talking about all this sort of stuff yeah but being like hey you know what it's all right I mean it's shit but it's all right because you Mm. can kind of pull yourself together have a drink (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> on your lipstick. Lipstick. Yeah. and get on with it so do you it's ever kind of... i mean obviously you have time in your own and, and it's your personal space and every and your you know your family time or whatever it is but do you ever take her off and just be what you uh were before what you are oh you know? oh it's, yeah as soon as it's done it's done i mean yeah. i take her off sometimes even when i've got her <laughs> off <laughs> even for you it's possible to have too much ginny i suppose That's <laughs> Oh, honestly, it's, 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 even for me, it's, it's always too much. I think I, the thing about creating a character, and that's the other thing, is that I, when I say the character and talk about the character, when I'm performing on stage or if I'm doing telly, if I'm doing something that kind of is the character, I can talk to you now as a kind of different yeah. Ginny. This yeah. is kind of a more relatable yeah. Ginny, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's, it sounds bizarre, I know. But to me, <laughs> and, then I, and then I go on I go on stage, I haven't, I suppose I struggle with people before I just was in makeup and playing the character. It wasn't until I went on these sort of TV shows that people saw me out of drag and saw the other side of me. So Mm -hmm. again, in the other way of kind of Ginny Lemon changing is that Ginny Lemon isn't just the, you know, blue eyebrows and head to toe in yellow and a big yellow wig anymore. Mm -hmm. Ginny Lemon is also this person who's talking to you like this in just a relaxed you know, just a touch of zest. A touch of <laughs> zest. And a bit yeah. of a moustache, you know. So I think that there's something... Um, you're so you're fascinating to listen to, I think, because I think that what you identified quite early on was that everybody in life was just playing a role, that everybody's like one person pretending to be something else, right? And that actually that's allowed you to do both. You know, it's funny when it comes back to this thing about fame, because fame probably really suits you, actually, because you recognise that everybody was playing some role or other. Like, I'm the responsible one, not responsible at all. I'm the, like, yeah. angry one, not angry at all. Yeah. I'm the, like, you could see that everybody was just pretending in a way, or, like, not pretending, but putting on something. I suppose for me, I've kind of always stuck out like a sore thumb. I've always been the yellow sheep of the family. Mm. So <laughs> it's kind of like, for me, I, I say this now, it's 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 quite funny because people have always shouted at me on the street, always, ever since I can remember. People have always had something to say or some come up to me and say something. Now, it's mainly positive and it's right. nice things. Right. So I'm kind of used to that interaction of people on the street coming up to me because before... You know, growing up in the 90s and the noughties, I used to get, you know, abuse of being gay, abuse of being queer, abuse of being whatever label people wanted to label with me at the time. And um, so, yeah, now, you know, I had this incident in in Malvern the other day of all places. I was in Malvern doing me bits, having a look around the shops. And um, hmm. some some old geezer came up to me. Typically, you know, I'm going to stereotype here, a boiled hmm. gammon. Um, came up to me and I thought, well, here we go, here we go, here's some sort of hate crime about to happen, here we go, I'll put yep. it in my book, you know, I'll get my ledger. And they come up to me and they said, hey, I watched you on Drag Race with my family and you were my favourite and I just really wanted to say hello. And it stopped me in oh, my tracks and I thought, wow. I thought all these years people have been judging me, I've kind of done the same thing as I've started judging other people, wow. yeah. that what they're going to say to me. And in fact, I shouldn't 
I should take a sip of my own medicine and go, well, actually, don't judge people by how they look or, mm. you know, judge people by the interactions that you have with them and, and mm. how they speak to you and how they actually are instead of how they look or you perceive mm. them. Absolutely. What a wonderful yeah. story and realisation. Yeah. You can't judge those books by the covers. It's amazing. And talking about covers... <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. What a segue. Ooh, right. What a oh, segue. Go. Like, oh. It's like eight o'clock in the morning, man. I have done my work for the day. That is far more than an 8 a.m. segue. That was gold. Right? That was audio gold. We said that Chesney does music. So uh, yeah. I yes. believe that Chesney may have a gift for you, Ginny. Yeah. I'm handing it over to I you. I love pressing. <laughs> you might. Well, every week, our, our lovely guest chooses a song that they have some kind of emotional connection to, happy or sad. And then I recreate that song uh, in my studio <laughs> as a gift for our guests. Ooh, yeah. yeah, I knew I lived for presses. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us which song uh, you chose and uh, we'll play it. So I believe when we spoke, it was Cloud Busting by Kate Bush. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, that song, I mean, that's another tricky thing is that it's actually one of my favourite quotes. Um, and I always use when people ask me, what is your favourite quote? Um, I always go, I just know that something good is going to happen. Mm, um, right. Because that's kind of the one of the licks in the song. And uh, this particular song has always been a kind of mantra for me. Um, and I've, I've always adored I've adored Kate from such a young age. And me too. when I suppose one of the most special memories I have is that when we went to see uh, Kate in London, when she did her, oh, I can't remember, was it 2014 shows? I think it was. Right. Yeah. Or 2012, I can't remember. Um, the Before the Dawn shows, I went to see them with my husband. We were very lucky to get tickets. And it was right at the end, um, and she performed uh, Cloud Busting for the Encore. Mm. And so I got down on one knee and proposed to my husband. Oh, so, oh amazing. Um, oh, I love that. That's yeah. why this song is, is, is so special to me. And... Um, I was going to do it during another song, his favourite song, but then I didn't want to ruin it, so we had to wait. <laughs> wait for your favourite song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I thought I could ruin mine, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, especially for you then, Ginny Lemon, here is Chesney Hawks performing Cloud Busting. Yay! I still dream of Organon I wake up crying you make it rain And you're just in reach When you sleep, escape me You're like my yo-yo That glowed in the dark What made it special Made it dangerous So I forget But every time it rains You're here in my head Like the sun coming out Ooh, I just know that something good is gonna happen I don't know when but you're saying it could even make it happen 
Well, I thought about all sorts of different ways of doing it because obviously it's very well known for its string part, yeah. you know. And I did have a little play with that, but then I just started playing with the guitar. I was like, oh my god, this feels so good like this, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and uh, it it helped because I'm a massive Kate Bush fan, so I mean, yeah. I'm I'm right there with you on that, and especially that album, the Hounds of Love album, was just oh like, yeah, oh yeah. it was everything for me, and I was in love with Kate Bush in 1986 or whenever that oh. record came out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, running up that hill and and um, cloud busting was just like just ap- it's just a, yeah. a beautiful piece of work. You know, it's amazing. So, so it was my absolute pleasure to do that for you, Ginny. Oh, I absolutely loved it. So, so I feel so special. I can't believe that this is my life. You know, I get to. <laughs> All the things that I've I've said during this thing, but then I get to do stuff like this with you, and then you've sung an amazing cover for me, and I just I feel so special. So thank you so much. I feel you emotional. Are, you can't are cry special, Jenny Lemon. You are special. <laughs> you are special, Jenny yeah. Lemon. 
and I'll make sure I, I send you the, a copy of that for you know. So you oh, can, uh, please do. So now, that now, when are we going to do that as a duet? So well, yeah, that's true. Because now you're a musician too, Ginny. I am actually going to be releasing an album very shortly. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I, I will send you it, Chess. I will send you it, and you can have a little listen, and you can share with Lynn and Neil as well. But I mean, have a little listen, see what you think, because um, I'm I'm quite proud of this one. So yeah, singing songwriting was kind of what I actually did and then Ginny is what I ended up doing so it's, it'll be nice to combine the two so uh, yes yeah, so that just means we have to do a duet Chez, well of course we do of course we do yeah uh, and we'll make that happen for sure but um but are you is this album under Ginny Lemon or is it under the your other uh no it's, it's under under Ginny Lemon I'm using their I'm using their platform as much as I can yeah good idea. as much as I can um, and it's called Tonic, so it's called Ginny Lemon Tonic, which oh, <laughs> it's quite great. nice. And uh, it really is kind of, it, I wrote it in lockdown after Drag Race. Um, so it's kind of, it's been that kind of, it's been my tonic. That's the only way I can describe yeah. it. You know, it's really been my kind of, I tried to channel as much energy and all of those things that we've been talking about into art and into creating mm. and into songwriting. That's my that's the oh. thing I love to do. That's that's the thing that I'm kind of private about. You know, I like to go yeah, away yeah. in my little room and write my little ditties and then see what happens. Um, oh, I can't wait to hear them. I really can't wait to hear them. Oh, well, I'll send them to you. I've got I've got everything ready. I can't believe it. I'll, have, I'll text you. So I'm so <laughs> excited. I'll have to message you. I feel like a proper person, a proper album coming out and everything. I can't believe it's it. It's amazing, Jenny. <laughs> Can I ask you, right, like, I'm not going to delve anymore, but, like, say that our listener, right, our one listener, say that our listener is... Um, maybe a, a teenager and mm-hmm. uh, living where you were in the situation that you were in when you were a teenager, what words of advice would you give them? Oh, this is a tough one. Um, and I was asked a very similar question recently and the only thing I could say was fight. Um, mm-hmm. And I I said fight, but I think that was too aggressive. So I added uh, fierce, fierceness and fabulousness. So fight, fierce, and fabulousness are my three things because it kind of softens the fight element. So it's all about kind of that thing that you want for, fight for it, you know, and do it with style. Do it doing absolute, looking the best you can absolutely do it, you know. Get in those stairs, really embracing it. And, you know, obviously everything will work out or it won't work out. Things are, things are tough. Uh, and it's not about the destination it's about the journey so if you do that journey you know fighting fabulousness and fierceness then hopefully it'll make that journey to the destination um a bit more bearable oh i love oh, that well look um i think it's time to wrap things up Ginny. that has just been fabulous i've i've really enjoyed that yeah and thank you your so fabulous yeah. company you're yeah. such oh you would company. have enjoyed anything neil you're drunk <laughs> you don't know what you're saying <laughs> Ginny Lemon, thank you so much. Thank you, Ginny. Thank you. Thank we love you. you. Bye, Babs. Love you. Bye, bye, bye. Tatty bye. Tatty bye. Tatty bye. There we go, teen, the fabulous Ginny yeah. Lemon, right? She was How so wonderful. How enjoyable was wonderful. that? Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It was just the tonic we needed. <laughs> it was just the tonic, considering <laughs> we're... Dear listener, it's so early in the morning here in the US that Chesney <laughs> is... Well, he's now disrobed <laughs> and yeah. he'll is Naked drunk, now. right? <laughs> <laughs> we needed someone to hold that... Um, 
We that needed the right tonic, fun. right? We yeah, needed we hold, it, hold us together. Yeah, she's she, really yeah. fascinating. I think you know, very like fascinating. I, I think as well, <clears throat> I'd be really interesting to see how she develops or they develop. Mm. I guess they develop because yeah. I feel <clears throat> like they're um, only showing a little bit of themselves. Oh, absolutely! Much more to show. Mm. Much, much more to show. Oh, I think that'll come, Lynn. I, yeah. I really do think it will. Um, I thought exactly the same thing. Doing the story uh, of, a, of the name. And, uh, yeah, I, I was hoping that maybe go back to her original name and everything, but uh, it is interesting no, what was left out. No. Yeah. But I do honestly mm. feel like, for from Ginny's point of view, that name didn't yeah. represent her. So Agreed. So really didn't, it's yeah, not yeah, worth it's not, saying. Like, yeah, it's like I, saying, absolutely. I used to own this pair of shoes. It'd be yes, like, yeah. what do you need to know Why would you for? even mention yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really like the thing of uh, finding out what your name is because you drink gin. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, it's ginny. Oh, yes, I like that. And you fancy a slice. Yeah. Fancy a slice, yeah. <laughs> fancy a slice. I love it. Yeah, I love there was it. a lovely um, quote that I read. We didn't, didn't get time to bring it up, actually. I thought it was lovely. Uh, I've never felt comfortable in my body. I've suppressed it for years. I do drag as a release. I found more success as a woman than I ever did as a man. And I realised I was neither of these things. Oh, that's yeah, Obviously, amazing. because yeah. Ginny, obviously, you know, identifies as, as non-binary. Um, mm. Yeah, I thought that was lovely, actually. Shame One of the things as up. well that I, I love about them <clears throat> is it's also similar, uh, the, uh, the way that I feel about Gina Bloom. Because you remember Gina Bloom from um, season the last two? series, yeah. season two, right? My my yeah. friend who's um, transgender, um, and that transgender is the least interesting thing about her. Yes, that I feel like with Ginny, there's so that when we talk about what identity someone is in terms of sex, like what gender they are, it's like limiting. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mm. really matter what, what yeah, gender yeah. Ginny is. It, it, it really doesn't mm. matter because the person that they are is fascinating, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and talented and funny and, as you said, all of those things. Yeah. yeah. I also love, there is a lot of integrity there. Hugely. Well, you could tell the integrity just from t talking with them. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah. There's a lot, to, a lot to digest there, isn't there? Yeah. Absolutely. So, talking of digesting... <laughs> <laughs> How much have you digested with vanilla vodka or whatever it oh, is? Oh, only about, I've only had about um, four. Yeah, oh better have another one then, eh? Oh, so my God. Here it comes. You know, uh, it the feels final. the weirdest thing about it. I don't know where you are with this, Chesney, but it feels even weirder because it's so early in the morning. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> exactly. Oh my it's pretty God. early for him. It's like yeah. it's four o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I guess that is... I just want to take yeah, myself back to Sunday night in the transvestite nightclub with Greta Grip and Sally Switchpool because <laughs> I had so much fun and I did decide that if I was ever going to go down that route, I've got my name. So I've got the starters for it. What's oh, what is it? I'd be Sue the Council. <laughs> <laughs> so That's I've got my name fantastic. and I've got my lipstick. Okay, so yeah. there's a start, That's right? great. There's so much in that name. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you need therapy already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Oh, my God. 
dear. Anyway, loves, I think we might have come to that time. Do you I think, think we've we peaked, have. We? One yeah. more round of applause for the fabulous Ginny. Come on, let's yeah. go. Awesome, Ginny Lemon. Yeah. So yeah. we will see you all next time. And until then... I have been Ferguson. I've been Harrington. And I've been Hawks. Woohoo! Thank you, everybody. Take Thanks, care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Ferguson Harrington Hawks with Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Written and produced for Source Productions by, surprise, surprise, Lynn Ferguson, Neil Harrington and Chesney Hawks. Hawks.